Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see so clearly. Hallelujah, grace like rain falls down. Ah! 
And now it's time for our reading in the New Testament. Our scripture comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verses 13 through 39. Let's take a look at what's uh, going on here in scripture. Uh, Being a religious leader in Jerusalem was very different from being a pastor in a secular society today. Israel's history, culture, and daily life centered around its relationship with God. The religious leaders were the best-known, most powerful, and most respected of all leaders. Jesus made these stinging accusations because the leaders' hunger for more power, more money, and status had made them lose sight of God, and their blindness was spreading to the whole nation. The Pharisees' converts were attracted to religion, not to God. By getting caught up in the details of their additional laws and regulations, they completely missed God, to whom the laws pointed. Well, the Pharisees strained their water so they uh, wouldn't accidentally swallow a gnat, an unclean insect according to the law. Meticulous about the details of ceremonial cleanliness, they nevertheless had lost their perspective on inner purity. In essence, they would then swallow a camel and not even notice. They were ceremonially clean on the outside, but they had corrupt hearts. Now, Jesus condemned the Pharisees and religious leaders for outwardly appearing upright and holy, but inwardly remaining full of corruption and greed. Living our Christianity merely as a show for others is like washing only the outside of a cup. When we're clean on the inside, while our cleanliness on the outside won't be a sham. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 4th. The New Testament, Matthew chapter 23, verses 13 through 39. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves, and you don't let others enter either. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cross land and sea to make one convert and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are. Blind guides, what sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that to swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind! For which is more important, the gift on the altar, or the altar that makes the gift sacred? When you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites! 
For you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you build tombs for the prophets your ancestors killed, and you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, If we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would never have joined them in killing the prophets. But in saying that, you testify against yourselves that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Snakes, sons of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious law. But you will kill some by crucifixion, and you will flog others with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all time, from the murder of righteous Abel to the murder of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed in the temple between the sanctuary and the altar. I tell you the truth, this judgment will fall on this very generation. O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now, look, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Psalm 28, verses 1 through 9. You know, it's easy to pretend friendship. Wicked people often put on a show of kindness or friendship in order to gain their own ends. David, in his royal position, may have met many who pretended friendship only to meet their own needs. David knew that God would punish these people eventually, but he prayed that their punishment would come swiftly. True believers should be straightforward and sincere in all their relationships. Psalm 28, verses 1-9, through 9, a psalm of David. I pray to you, O Lord, my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help, as I lift my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Do not drag me away with the wicked and those who do evil, those who speak friendly words to their neighbors while planning evil in their hearts. Give them the punishment they so richly deserve. Measure it out in proportion to their wickedness. Pay them back for all their evil deeds. Give them a taste of what they have done to others. They care nothing for what the Lord has done or for what His hands have made. So He will tear them down, and they will never be rebuilt. Praise the Lord, for He has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust Him with all my heart. 
He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord gives His people strength. He is a safe fortress for His anointed King. Save your people. Bless Israel, your special possession. Lead them like a shepherd, and carry them in your arms forever. Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. Obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved member of your family. Let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman, from listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman.
today's In Touch Devotion. Today's scripture reading begins in verse 1 of Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. We all want to live each day fully. To do that, believers need to maintain the expectant attitude of youth instead of talking ourselves out of being useful to God. Here are some suggestions for staying young all our life. First, and most importantly, we must keep leaning on the Lord. If we live with childlike trust, God will bless us with the capacity to bring His blessings to others. He will give a sense of contentment so deep that no trial or spiritual attack can shake us. Second, we need to keep laughing. We're never more like children than when we're having fun with family and friends. Yet in order to laugh, we at times must let go of emotional baggage. Some people have been hurt deeply, and their laughter is buried under old pains. But clutching bitterness and feelings of rejection from the past will age us quickly. Jesus is willing to remove all that ugliness when we lay it down, which we do by forgiving others and ourselves, perhaps repeatedly. Every day is a fresh start and another chance for our indwelling God to help us smile and laugh. Finally, we should keep longing. That means we ought to keep chasing our God-given dreams and working toward the goals He set for us. When a person wakes up with something to accomplish or a friend to aid, he or she experiences more of the joy life has to offer. As soon as we settle for watching the world go by, we start to age. Believers have the opportunity to take part in the Lord's work every day of our life. If we give up before He wants us to stop, we cheat ourselves and steal glory from God. Oh 
that are in my certification program. They're learning to coach, speak, lead, equip, train people. I'm so proud of them. We're just having a wonderful three-day event here in West Palm Beach. And I'm with my friend Anthony Forrester, who is one of our uh, people in the certification program. And Anthony, where are you from, buddy? I'm from New York City. Yeah. New York City. What, what, what part of New York City? I'm in Manhattan. Manhattan. That's a great, it's, a, it's an amazing city, isn't it? Huh? Yeah. It's the Big Apple, it sure is. And, and Anthony, what is our word today on Minute with Maxwell? Circumstances. Circumstances. It's what happens to us, it's life. Every day, life, positive and negatively, comes to us. And what I've learned, Anthony, is that there are two kinds of people. Uh, there's a type of person who basically accepts their life. In other words, they get up every day and whatever their circumstances are, they just basically say, well, that's what is. And they kind of go through that day just kind of accepting what's happening to them. And that means they're up, they're down. Basically, the circumstances control them because they think they cannot control the circumstances. Then there's another kind of person that gets up every day and they don't accept their life, Anthony. They lead their life. They determine their priorities. They determine their choices. Now, do circumstances happen that are negative to them? Of course. I don't think that because you lead your life, you have less negative things happen to you than a person that accepts your life. I don't think that at all. I think the difference is not how life treats you. I think it's how you respond to life. So the circumstances of life, the things that come to us positive, negative, just life itself, very uncertain, very fleeting, Perhaps out of our control. But we can control, Anthony, our attitude. How we think about those circumstances, how we live, how we respond. And so here's what I would say to you on Minute with Maxwell. Anthony, to those that are in my coaching team, and to you that are watching Minute with Maxwell today, here's what I would say to you. Circumstances don't make you. You make yourself. And then your circumstances get better. Thank you. Someone they love 
long before it was their time You feel like the days you had were not enough When you said goodbye And to all other people with burdens and pains Keeping you back from your life You believe that there's nothing and there is no one who can make it right And there is hope for the helpless, there's for the weary And love for the broken heart And there is grace and forgiveness, mercy and healing
My name is Lee Robison, 32 years old, originally from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Lived in Toledo for the past 27 years or so. My parents got divorced when I was about three. Never really thought it affected me too much. My mom met another man who raised me as his own son, which was very good until I hit my about my teenage years. When I was 14, he gave me my first line of cocaine. After that, I quickly went to marijuana. Played soccer my whole life. Went to Catholic schools, grade school and high school. Graduated, went to a Lutheran college at Capital University on a soccer scholarship. Actually played for the Columbus crew for a year until I hurt my knee. I came back home and that's when I started dabbling a little more in cocaine and, and marijuana. But then when I was 22 years old, I lived with my best friend and my girlfriend at the time. Um, and one night of heavy drinking and drug use, uh, my friend decided to commit suicide, shooting himself in the head. And my girlfriend and I found his body. And that really, really changed everything for me. His family blamed me for it, had all kinds of scenarios on what happened. Um, I started using pills to kind of mask the pain and depression I was going through. And once those became scarce, I quickly turned into heroin. I really hit rock bottom. I had nowhere to go, was living at a drug dealer's house. Um, and a friend of mine who had been through the refuge, Danny Dagnan, told me about it, and his dad told my mother about it, decided to come here just to check it out. Uh, never knew what to expect, even though he told me what was going on, but I came anyways, ending up being saved while I'm here, loving every bit of being here, finding new brothers, telling them things I never could tell anybody in my life, and feel really close with everybody here. I would like to continue this journey, see where God has me going, and hopefully live a great life.
All the nations 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.